actors. We've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juaniala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. Today's guest is an actor you know and love from the hit Netflix series, Never Have I Ever. It's Jaron Lewison. Jaron, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, so before we start, uh, before we dive into uh, Never Have I Ever, we always start with a quick rapid fire game uh, called Getting to Know You. So just throw okay. some questions your way, uh, starting with uh, coffee or tea. Ooh, neither. Soda? <laughs> uh, film or TV? Uh, film, both. TV? I don't know. Drama or comedy? Drama. Hero or villain? Villain. Stage acting or screen acting? Screen. Day off, are you watching a horror movie or a rom-com? Rom-com. What actors had the biggest influence on you? Robin Williams. Uh, Do you have a secret talent? I can do a lot of impressions and accents. Me too. Isn't that random? Right? (laughs) Do we get to use them? Rarely. Rarely. (laughs) Uh, what was your first non-acting job? I haven't had one. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, my oh. my non-act my my only other job was as an acting coach at a at an acting studio called Catherine Sullivan's Acting for Film. So like I I've never really had a job. <laughs> uh, student, what is the does last... that count? It does. Yeah. You're okay, a coach. I'll go with that. College student. <laughs> uh, what is the last show that you binge watched? Peaky Blinders. What is a movie that never fails to make you laugh? Hot Rod. And what movie never fails to make you cry? Oh, um, I'm not a huge crier in movies. Uh, I don't, oh, Inside Out. Good choice. Yeah, Donuts feels. Uh, and uh, if you could guest star on any TV show, which would you choose? House of Dragon. I haven't seen it, but I, I love Game of Thrones. So if I can go for that, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, lastly, describe your most memorable audition in three words. And memorable can mean good or bad. So that's up to you. <laughs> um, blank. Crying. Bateman. <laughs> As in Jason Bateman? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I can dive in a little bit and give you the quick rundown if you want to hear yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Um, so I got the chance to do a like chemistry read with Jason Bateman for Spelling Bee, which is a movie he did like a, a while back. Hmm. And I came in and it was like a seven or nine page like sides. And I was like, oh, okay, like I, I got it. I'm going to leave my script in the waiting room. I should not have done that. <laughs> I got really nervous. He was like the nicest human being. And I was like, oh my God. Like he talked to me like just like, you know, getting to know me for like five, 10 minutes. And then he was like, all right, like, you want to do this, the scenes? And I was like, yeah, I start doing the scenes. And then I got so, so nervous. I don't know why. Cause usually that doesn't happen to me, but I got so nervous. I like blanked. And then I skipped ahead to like the third scene and started like in the middle of the third scene and like started doing that scene. And he was like, so confused. He didn't know like what I was doing. If I was like mm-hmm. improving or like what was going on. So then like he tried to help me, but I just like fell apart. And then I was crying because I blanked and and I like could not pull it together and I like left and I have not seen Jason Bateman since, but um, <laughs> I'd love to meet him again and try again. Yeah. I mean, you know, most times with those, uh, with those like bad experiences, 
you know they audition so many people they don't tend to remember to be honest yeah i I, like if he does that'd be so funny or like if i ever get the chance to work with him which i really hope i do because i'm Mm -hmm. a huge fan of his that i would tell him that story and like it would be so funny now looking back at it it's really funny but like at the time i think i was like 12 and i was like i was crying like so much like my mom could not console me like so rough So um, I want to go a bit back to your audition for Never Have I Ever. I know that it was in a pre-COVID world, if we can imagine such a thing. Uh, yeah. It was so long ago at this point. But um, what was your audition experience like in that whole process for you? Yeah, so I had just graduated from high school and I had gotten this audition like literally like a few weeks after I'd graduated. Mm. And I saw that it was untitled Kaling Fisher. And I'm such a huge fan of Mindy and, and Lang is such a brilliant writer where I was like, wow, this is awesome. These two people are doing something. And I saw that it was already picked up by Netflix for 10 episodes. And I read the sides and I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And I remember I was taping with my one of my mentors and one of my acting coaches, uh, Alex Gay. And him and I were just like having fun with it. He, and I remember he was like, do you want to do a take where like, we just like say screw it and like, just like whatever happens, happens. And I was like, yeah, screw it, whatever. And that's the take that we ended up sending because it was like so fun and like had so many different levels because I was like, "Eh, I'll try it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then I was at USC orientation my freshman year before it started. And I was like sitting and and I got this text from my manager, Matt Shelton. And he was like, hey, your tape is going to producers. Everyone's really excited about it. And I was like, all right, like, that's cool. But I didn't really want to get my hopes up too much. I'm a bit cynical, especially like I'd been doing this for like 13 years and Like, I'm like, okay, I'm cautiously optimistic. Mm. And then I was at International Thespians Festival in Lincoln, Nebraska, doing a performance of Shakespeare in Love. And that's when I got the call that I had booked the job because I had screen tested like a little bit before that. Mm. And that screen test, like, I have never felt such a sense of peace walking out of an audition in my entire life. Like, Mm. you know, I don't know uh, about other actors, but like, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself especially when I come out of an audition because I'm like man like that one little thing like if I had done that yeah it would have been cruising right um but like after I had read with Lang was my reader and I had met Mindy and I met Howard and David and the rest of the team were like I I just felt like I crushed it I was like wow like that was awesome and when I got the call that I got it I was sitting with all of my high school friends who had known that I was auditioning for this and the director Heather Biddle who like is so brilliant and and like has done so much for me because I did theater in high school and I like ran out of the hotel room and I'm like bawling and (laughs) all of my friends come outside and they see me like sobbing on the floor and they're like you got it you got it and I was like and they like (laughs) dogpiled me and it was just like so special to be able to celebrate with like my support network and Mm. two weeks later I moved out started shooting yeah Yeah. gosh well that's that's you know it's so many things I, I, I want to comment on um, just because we, we've been doing this podcast for just over two years now, um, you know, and, and you said, I don't know about other actors, but um, I'm hard on myself. I promise you so many other actors are absolutely hard on themselves like that sort of imposter syndrome sets in. Yeah, there's that like anxiety of like, am I good enough and all of that stuff like gets questioned so often. Um, but it's so great to hear that you had that like support group with you like at that exact moment because to me that's like my biggest advice to actors is like find your little village whether they're actors or not to celebrate yeah. but also to be able to like mourn the uh the things that you are bummed that you lost out on because yeah Lord knows there are way more of those than the things you book you know it definitely helps me like 
to have a mixture of that village, like have friends, like my friends from college are not actors. Mm -hmm. They're like all psychology majors, <laughs> which is like sometimes helpful. And sometimes I'm like, stop getting in my head. Um, <laughs> but it is really nice because they, they keep me really grounded and they help me realize that like, there's more than just acting to life. And I'm more than just an actor and and like, I'm, I'm a good person and, and a good friend and like, I'm an energizer bunny and like all that kind of stuff. And then my actor friends are there for the moments that like my other friends kind of can't really comprehend and understand. So I feel like having a mixture is like the perfect combination, at least for me to like, keep me grounded and keep me sane because it is really hard and like can be really difficult, but to be able to have that in your low points, they're the ones who like bring you up. Yeah, Absolutely. And I'm seeing as this show was sort of like your first series regular role, can you remember the difference in how you felt day one of season one versus day one of season three? Yeah, I was like terrified. Um, like talking about that imposter syndrome, I was like, oh my God, I have so much to go. Like, what if they made a mistake? You mm -hmm. know, like there's that little like nervous little voice in your head, like all the way back here, but it's tough not to listen to sometimes. And then like we started rolling and we started shooting and I was like, no, this is right. Like mm. I, I I am supposed to be here. Like this character is is me. And like, I have the ability to like embody his spirit, like a hundred percent. And I kept leaning on that. And I also then got to know Mindy and Lang and, and the guest directors and the crew and my castmates, like all really well. And I was like, they're not gonna let me fail. They're not gonna let me do a, a take that's bad. And if I do, and we try something and it doesn't work, that's fine. Then in the editing room, they're going to string everything together. And then by the time I got to season three, I'd show up and be like, all right, what <laughs> new stuff are we trying today? You right. know, and I come in with like tons of different choices and tons of different levels and like just trying to like lean into that spontaneity and then authenticity and honesty, because that's like where you find the really fun moments. And then in the editing room, like the editors are geniuses. They like mix together everything and they create yeah. like string together this perfect like scene from all of these different takes and like every time that I watch the show, I know a lot of actors hate watching themselves. I don't mind it. At least not for this show. I watch it. I'm like, huh, all right. <laughs> that was pretty good. And then I watch my friends <clears throat> and I get to see like the work that they've done. And they're so talented where I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I'm so happy to be a part of this show, to be a part of a show that means so much to so many people that's seen by like over 50 million people in like 96 countries. Like that's mind blowing and it's mind boggling. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me feel like this overwhelming sense of gratitude and joy. Yeah. And so sadly, we know that next season, season four, will be the last season of the show. But, um, you know, you guys can't be in high school forever. Lord knows <laughs> there are plenty of shows that actors like aged out a, <laughs> a bit much. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but what are you feeling going into season four? Have you guys started production for season four yet? So we actually finished it. You did. Oh, we my gosh. It. We finished it. Uh, when was our last day? I think Tuesday. Tuesday was our last day. Oh, it yeah. just happened. Oh my Friday, gosh. So three days ago. Man. Yeah. But like, how, how are you feeling now that it's, 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 I don't say over, but you know, like that, that you guys finished like, it, yeah, what's you know, that sense I, you? it's like a, a crazy mixture and like a weird pot of emotions because it, it hasn't really hit me yet that like, we're not going to be coming back to shoot more, but also like in reading the scripts for the fourth season, I couldn't have asked for a better final season mm -hmm. especially like in terms of fan reactions i'm so excited for fans to see season three and then season four like it makes me speechless like i i feel like i'm at a loss for words because it is that great mm -hmm. and it's so great for every character like no matter who you are a fan of 
you will see them go on this like incredible journey and come out like as this unbelievable person. And like, even through those like tumultuous times and those trials and tribulations, like you still find a way to love them and to like support them. And and their growth is so fascinating and so well-written and nuanced and beautiful that like, it is so relatable and representative of real life. And I'm so glad that I'm on a show that like the writers do that. And, and I think that that's a show that like I need in my life right now that I needed when I was in high school and that I'm going to need in the future. And Mm -hmm. yes, like it does make me sad that we're not going to be shooting anymore, but I'm just so grateful that we've shot what we, what we've done and that there's so much to go. And like viewers still have 50% really of the show to still watch because they've got season three and then they've got season four. And there's so much and so much depth and like richness in in the those two seasons that like I'm just so excited for people to watch it and for people to love it and for their reactions and and to hear what it means to them wherever they are and whoever they are because mm-hmm. that's really what this show is all about is about connecting with people connecting people with each other and like providing some of that catharsis in those difficult times and being a light and that's an actor's dream you know yeah Absolutely. And I'm curious, uh, what's a lesson that comes to mind of, of you learning while working on the show for so many years now? I mean, there's so many. I feel like one that like comes to the top of my mind that I needed, especially like right now, is that chaos and messiness can teach you a lot. And sometimes that's great. And I think that Ben Gross taught me that and Davey taught me that. And these characters showed me that like chaos and like a roller coaster ride sometimes can really be like a catalyst for a tremendous avalanche of growth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that's so important, especially now because I'm about to embark on like the next chapter of my life. I, I just graduated from college. I've just finished this show. And like, to me, that was like my young adulthood and I'm still young, like I'm 21 years old, but I feel like now I'm I'm definitely entering into that scary little like portion of your twenties where you're like, oh my gosh, like what's next? Like, how, how does this work? Like, stability is that a thing like I don't know like what am I doing and I think that it's going to be really interesting for me to like go through those changes and I think that like Ben and and the rest of the characters have taught me that like I need to just try to relinquish control and try to go with the flow and and all I can do is try my best but I can't be perfect and I'm going to fail and you know what that's okay and I think especially like in terms of advice for other actors like when we fail it's okay because they're not necessarily failures. It just means that like that particular audition or film or whatever, it just wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. But there are things that are out there for you. And I think I try to remind myself of that as well, where like trust in your talent, trust in your team, trust in the people around you and trust that like, if you're meant to do this, then like your your journey may not be easy and the road may be really rocky and horrible. But like, if you've got some hiking shoes, you're gonna make it to the top of that peak. And then you're gonna keep climbing. You just have to do it and you have to just keep trying. And and sometimes it sucks, but like there's so much that you can learn and and like grow from within those those journeys. And I'm excited for those. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared, but I feel like that's normal. And like I know that I've got great people around me and and people who love me that are gonna like lift me up in the tough times. And hopefully I can be there for them as well and, and be a good friend for them. And like that'll help me be a better, stronger person too. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, with, uh, with the name of our show being Actors with Issues, um, we always ask our guests sort of if there's a, a career obstacle or an issue that they've dealt with and navigated as an actor, um, they could be helpful for our audience of young actors. Yeah, I think it's pressure. 
And I feel like that's a very, very common thing where like it's pressure to, to do an incredible audition and, you know, blow the casting director socks off and the producers. And then even if you do get the job, there's pressure to deliver a brilliant performance. And then after the job, there's pressure to book the next job and to like get, you know, keep going and go higher and higher and higher and like reach the pinnacle and like win Oscars and the pressure of after that. And like, I don't think that that ever goes away, but I think that you can learn how to deal with it a little bit better of recognizing again, like, like Ben Gross taught me that all you can do is try your best. And sometimes your best might not be good enough, but that's okay. And, and from those lessons, you grow and you learn and you say, okay, this didn't work out this time, but you know what? It can work out the next time because I know what I need to do. Maybe then it doesn't. And you have to try several, several, several more times and you have rejection and there's that pressure to book the next job and like the pressure to like be this, this unbelievable actor that everyone can look at and say, wow. But to a certain extent, like that's kind of impossible. Like I said, you can't be perfect. And like perfection is the enemy of art. Like it's just not a thing, right? And yes, put put some pressure on yourself to, you know, strive to be better and strive towards greatness because I, I do that. And I think that it's important to drive you. But at the same time, and I'm, I'm still learning this and, and balancing this is you have to be kind to yourself mm-hmm. because otherwise you'll burn out. I know so many, so many talented actors because I've been doing this now for like 16 years. I know so many incredible actors that have quit because the pressure just got to them. And they were like, you know what? I don't love this anymore. And if you don't love this anymore, don't force it. And maybe it'll find you again and it'll come back. Like I I took a break when I was like 14. I was like, you know what? I just can't do this right now. And it's just, it's got to me. Like the pressure got to me and I need to like reset, take a couple of months off, like go on a vacation, which I'm also trying to allow myself to do. But like recognize that like this isn't who you are in its entirety. It's just a part of your intersectionality of is being an actor. You're still a great person, hopefully. You know, you're still someone who who, you know, is great at sports or or music or, you know, all of these other things. And for people that are watching out there right now that are like, oh, I don't know that I'm good at something else. I promise you, you are, but you just have to find it. Explore those other interests to allow yourself to take some pressure off from acting. If acting is what you love and what you love to do, then find other things so that you can continue that love without that flame burning out yeah i can't tell you how many uh of our guests especially you know we started our show in may 2020 so only a couple months into the pandemic how many of our guests talked about like having like a mini identity crisis because they they weren't allowed to act anymore yeah hell yeah just having that like that does that like i said identity crisis of like if i'm not an actor what am i and it's like you are so much more you just have to figure that out what it is i also feel like it's important to touch on like redefining the definition of success you know, people Absolutely. are like, oh, you made it. But like, I always think about like, why did I start doing this? When I was five years old, I didn't want to like, you know, be this massive movie star, whatever. None of that even crossed my mind. All I wanted to do was just act. Mm. Whether that's auditioning, whether that's doing a, a local play, whether that's being in your friend's short film, or whether that's doing a massive box, big budget movie, you're acting. You're acting in every audition. You are an actor. If you're doing this, you're you're an actor. Congratulations, right? And I think that sometimes people get so tied up where like you have to be making tons of money and you have to be in these like wildly large films to be able to like be an actor and have people know who you are. But that's not like what acting is about necessarily. 
yeah yeah sometimes that comes with acting but like acting is is performing and it's emoting and it's being and i feel like if you're doing some of those things that i mentioned you're acting yeah. again take a little pressure off yourself like just relish these moments that you have because you never know like how fleeting they might be yeah reach up for that bar bring it down a little bit you don't have to set the bar so so high yeah but the, <laughs> even standards, if you bring it down but... it's it's like a salmon ladder sometimes you bring it down so then you can launch up again, right. you know, and, and you you find a way to like take a couple of steps forward. You might get knocked down a peg, but you can get back up there. You just have to find a way to do that and to like re-energize yourself to be able to like come back up. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we go, we always uh, end with a non-rapid fire game called Now That We Know You since we've gotten a chat for a bit. Yeah. Uh, so firstly, uh, fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be a psychologist. What role have you had the most fun playing? Ben Gross. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Remember the feeling. And what's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Give up. I feel like that's, that's a recurring one. <laughs> and uh, lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? If you want to do this, you can. Work hard believe in yourself and don't let anyone tell you anything else. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Jaren, for joining us on the show today. Um, if folks want to give you a follow on Instagram or anywhere on social media, where can they find you? Just at Jaren Lewison on Instagram and then reverse at Lewis and Jaren on Twitter. Awesome. And folks, as always, you can give us a follow on Instagram actors with issues. Give me a follow at Juaniala official and be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch all of our new episodes every Monday with bonus episodes on Thursdays. And don't miss the third season of Never Have I Ever with Jaren Lewis and streaming on Netflix August 12th. I'm Juaniala. This is Actors with Issues and we'll see you next week.